The Gospel for today comes from the book of John, chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all to whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the Gospel according to John. This week's Gospel, this week's lesson comes at the towards the end of Easter as we're kind of wrapping up, getting to know who Christ is, recognizing Christ, um, celebrating the risen Christ, uh, and we're starting to transition towards uh, learning about really how to spread his teachings in the world. Um, and one of the things I want to draw attention to comes from the epistle from First Peter um, that talks uh, a lot about um, rejoice insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings uh, so that you may be glad and shout for joy when his glory is revealed. Um, <clears throat> so often some of these passages get interpreted as if you're suffering, you're being blessed um, because God, or, you know, God or Christ wants to share uh, his suffering with you. Um, and really, that's been used in the past uh, as kind of a way to dismiss the poor, dismiss people who are suffering, dismiss people who are sick. Uh, but I want to draw attention to verse uh, 14 in chapter 12, um, which says, If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory which is the Spirit of God, is resting on you. Um, essentially drawing attention away from just general suffering and really putting it on suffering that's experienced because of spreading Christ's teachings. Um, essentially saying that if you're doing this right, um, you're going to draw the attention and, well, the negative attention um, of people in power, right? Uh, people... Who have no power generally aren't going to revile somebody. They don't really have the power to revile anybody. Um, they don't really have the power to inconvenience uh, anybody, whether they agree with them or not. Um, we're talking about people who actually have the ability to uh, revile people, to inconvenience them, to cause suffering. Um, that's the attention that you're going to grab uh, if you're doing this right, according to Peter. Uh, and then he moves into um, chapter 5, uh, which I think really sort of uh, 
explains fully, more fully, kind of how we're supposed to live in this world. Um, rather than we're in uh, withdrawing, um, this epistle by Peter encourages us to take uh, a more active part. Um, I would pay a special attention to uh, verses 8 and 9, uh, where Peter says, um, Discipline yourselves, keep alert, like a roaring lion, your adversary the devil prowls, or, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. Um, I think this is especially important uh, because <clears throat> often the lion, um, as you guys will know from any movie about Rome, uh, the, the lion is kind of the symbol of Roman authority, power, and tyranny. Um, Rome has the resources and the, the ability to take these huge predators out of the wild, put them in a arena with people that they would like to eat, and, um, you know, have those people devoured. And so um, I don't think that's an accident, and I think that uh, there's a pretty clear message by Peter here um, that rather than um, withdrawing, rather than hiding from the lion, uh, Peter, Peter instructs us to resist him, uh, to, you know, uh, draw attention to um, what's happening. Again, if you're spreading the gospel of Jesus, if you're doing it right, um, you're going to be challenging those power structures. You're going to be drawing the attention of people in power, and it's not always going to be comfortable, but you do have to um, make that ac active resistance. Um, <clears throat> and that brings us to the gospel. Uh, and I think this gospel is interesting in a few ways. Um, first of all, uh, Jesus prays um, for his disciples and kind of by extension uh, for all of us um, and explains what he wants for us in a way that's um, really more clear than a lot of the other things you get in the Gospels. Uh, you guys have heard me before talk about, you know, why is Yoda Jesus, uh, which is the Jesus that, um, you know, kind of asks us weird questions and never really answers. It's, it's uh, this idea that, you know, he tells stories and then we have to ruminate on those. Um, this is Jesus being very straightforward and telling us what he wants for us and what he wants us to do and we don't pay a lot of attention to it because it's hard. Um, and uh, But it's it, it's um, really informative. Um, in fact, if you look at verse 3, uh, we get this really interesting definition of what eternal life is. It says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Um, that's Jesus's that's our reward for doing this is we get to know Jesus. Um, we get to know God and, uh, we get to cast our anxieties on him. <clears throat> like the epistle says, um, and, uh, really have this, uh, kind of freedom from, uh, anxiety, the anxiety that comes with challenging power structures, the anxiety that comes with being a little bit on the outside. Um, of our community, but that's that's our reward is freedom from that anxiety, uh, because we know Jesus, um, and so uh, I think the main message of these uh, of these writings of <clears throat> the Gospel and John, and of uh, 
Peter's epistle is that uh, we shouldn't and we can't, as Jesus's followers, uh, withdraw from the world um, with that knowledge. Once we know Jesus, once we have that peace, uh, we need to spread that peace and we need to go into the world. We need to spread his love. Um, and it's going to be uncomfortable at times and you're going to draw negative attention from uh, people that you that your message is making uncomfortable people that you know have a lot to lose from feeding the poor from uh clothing the naked from healing the sick um and uh you know you, you really need to go out there and you need to uh resist those power structures that stand in the way of that um and really be a part of the world taking an active uh taking an active part in it. Uh, you know, for so long, especially if you think about the early medieval period, yeah, sorry, this is just happening as part of this. Um, but if you think about the early medieval period, um, of Christianity, you got this explosion of, uh, different orders of monks and things. And, um, some of them really started to uh, promote the idea of withdrawing from the world into kind of quiet contemplation, uh, of Jesus's teachings. And that's really not what these texts want us to do. Um, there were other, uh, orders of the time who really took this to heart and said that they were going to go out and, you know, um, feed the poor, uh, heal the sick, do what they could. Um, and those are kind of the ones I think, um, probably not emulate, um, just because of other things that they, uh, believed and did, but, um, you know, that's kind of the spirit that we're, that I think these, uh, teachings take, that these writings taken together, um, are trying to, to tell us to do. Go out, be a part of the world, take part in events, um, resist things that go against Christ's teachings and, you know, actively, um, preach Christ's message of, you know, love for, everyone, uh, especially those with no power to um, help themselves.